show is sponsored by BetterHelp Online Therapy. Being your best self feels good for your loved ones and for you. Visit betterhelp.com super and get back to being you. Hey, brother. Goodness gracious, you guys. It has been a hot second since we have talked about one of my all-time Disney favorites, Tangled and Hercules. I know right off the bat, these two don't seem like they fit together, but trust me, they 100% do. This theory actually hails back to a long, long, long time ago when I still looked like this. I know, what was I thinking with that halfway beard? Like, come on, Ben, commit. But it's okay, because we're all here and happy now in the present. Hooray! Just wait like five years from now, we're gonna make a video and hail back to this video and be like, wow, you thought that was a beard? I'm going full Santa Claus, people. But today we're going to be diving into one of the most dastardly villains in all of Disney, Mother Gothel. The immortality-obsessed Cher look-alike who, I have to say, has an eye for tower construction. Look at this thing. I mean, I know she's not the greatest, but I would tree fort up there so hard. Also, 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 is Alberto from Luca maybe already tree forting up there so hard? I mean, look at this, look at this. Is Alberto Rapunzel's monster? Probably not, but I do think that it is very likely that Mother Gothel is not just Mother Gothel. She, in fact, has another identity from deep inside of the Disneyverse lore, all the way back to ancient Greece. Today, we are going to prove that Mother Gothel is, in fact, Meg. Today's episode is sponsored by BetterHelp Online Therapy. Life can be full of stressors. It doesn't matter who you are or what you have, it can be stressful. For me personally, just in this past year alone, my wife and I are expecting a baby. We finished a renovation at home and we both run our own businesses all in the middle of a pandemic. And most of those things, except for the pandemic, are things that bring us joy. They are genuinely happy investments of our time, but that doesn't mean they can't still take a toll. Which is why the both of us are actively in therapy. We're able to go somewhere where we can unload all of the stress, get it out of our system. And you can talk to someone who is completely unbiased when it comes to your life. They aren't going to judge you or take sides. Just be there to listen. And BetterHelp makes this easy because it's completely customizable online therapy where you can have video, phone, or even a live chat function with your therapist, which is great because it means you don't actually have to be on camera or see anybody on camera if you don't want to. It's also much more affordable than in-person therapy and in under 48 hours, you can actually be talking to your therapist. So unload the stressors and get some unbiased feedback and you might be surprised that therapy is a good fit for you. Again, this show is sponsored by BetterHelp Online Therapy and super Super Carlin Brothers viewers can get 10% off your first month when you go to betterhelp.com slash super. Again, that's betterhelp, B-E-T-T-E-R-H-E-L-P.com slash super to get 10% off your first month. Link is in the description down below. Okay, so where and how and how and when is this even possible? I get it completely. This might feel like a real big stretch when you consider just how great the character of Meg is and just how terrible the character of Mother Gothel is. Getting kinda chubby. And how Meg is 1000% from Greece and how Mother Gothel 100% lives in Germany. Which obviously also means, you know, they exist centuries apart. Well, the good news is that covering the centuries is actually the easiest part to cover in this theory because Mother Gothel has been alive for a really long time. This is partly due to good genetics and, you know, borrowed immortality from a magic golden flower. Mostly the second one, but a little bit the first one. I mean, look at this bone structure, those cheeks. Wow. There is some question though as to just 
how long has Mother Gothel been living on borrowed time? And it's at least been long enough for the Kingdom of Corona to go from this really kind of small island to this full-blown kingdom metropolis. I think we can safely assume it's been a hot second. Or Eugene just actually tells us. Centuries passed, and a hop, skip, and a boat ride away, there grew a kingdom. And Meg slash Mother Gothel have been there the entire time thanks to the wonderful rejuvenating powers of the Golden Flower. The real question is, where did the golden flower actually come from? Eugene is giving us the origin story behind the flower at the beginning of the movie, so at the very least we have some explanation, but it's vague at best. From this small drop of sun grew a magic golden flower. Oh, did it now, a drop of golden sunshine? That's hilarious. Because for one thing, let's talk science, Eugene. A drop from the actual sun, you wanna know what that would do to the planet? Burn all of it, the whole thing. Guys, I'm gonna say it. I don't think Eugene knows how hot the sun is. It'd be hot. Also, also, actually, actually, did you notice the fact that the drop of golden sunshine that supposedly is a piece of the sun comes at night? You know, when the sun's on the other side of the planet? If Eugene was right, and let's face it, he's not, wouldn't that have had to have happened, you know, during daytime? I think in this particular case, the sun is just the myth or legend as to where the flower originated from. Unless when it says the sun, it doesn't mean the sun, but rather the sun. I know you're hearing the difference, but in case you're not, S-O-N, sun. So let's think, is there any moment in Disney's past where a golden sun may have dropped to earth in the middle of the night? I'm so glad you asked, yeah. Hercules, stolen from his golden baby godlike bassinet in the middle of the night. Which I have to say, that kind of sounds familiar too, doesn't it? Like, you know, being stolen in the middle of the night. But really, that's not all that's familiar. Let's literally put these scenes side by side because they're exactly the same. The golden droplet from the flower origin story is frame for frame the same animation as Hercules falling to earth. And I know what you're thinking. Wow, Ben, that is super convincing. And yes, your beard does look amazing these days. <laughs> Thank you. But doesn't Hercules like fall into Greece and not Germany? Indeed, although I think Eugene's vagueness is actually coming into play again here because he tells us exactly how far from the kingdom the flower actually is. A hop, skip, and a boat right away. You hear that? A hop, skip, and a jump. I don't know why we use kilometers. Seriously though, I think a hop, skip, and a jump just means any distance from the kingdom. And really, how far is too far when the reason you're looking for said golden flower is because your wife, who is the queen, is pregnant and also maybe dying? I'm gonna go ahead and say it. I'm pretty sure the king would go the distance. If you're hung up on this particular detail, then that's fine. But I personally am not, especially when you consider what specifically the powers of the flower are. Immortality, which if you'll recall, is the exact thing that Hades is attempting to take from Hercules in this very scene. Also, not for nothing, but if you can't be convinced that maybe Hercules is the drop of golden sunlight, then just listen to what Hades calls him. Sunspot. 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 Plus, the movie Hercules likes to do this one thing with the character of Hercules, which is frame him with the sun. They do it a lot, like here and here, and here. So, okay, Hercules is the sunspot, but then from there, how do we start connecting Meg 
to Mother Gothel. Well, Eugene is telling us the origin story of a flower that can heal all things, and we here believe that when Hercules touched the ground is where the flower grew. Like we said, Eugene's almost got the story right. Just instead of a drop of sunlight, it's a drop of sunlight. Sun and sun are two completely different words that mean two completely different things, but in this particular instance, they mean exactly the same thing. Is this kind of confusing? I don't think so. But here's where things get interesting. Hercules does a lot of things while he's on Earth. He trains with Phil. He saves a bunch of people. He falls in love with Meg. She falls in love with him. He does even more heroic things. He loses his powers. He gets his powers back. And finally, he gets his wish and becomes a god again. Spoilers. Which, by the way, just gonna throw this out there. How is immortality represented in the movie Hercules. Oh, right, by glowing gold. And what happens when Rapunzel sings her magic song to her hair? It also glows gold. Either way, Hercules is given the hero's welcome he always wanted and is allowed to return to the kingdom of the gods, or as I like to call it, clouds. But if you recall, he doesn't accept this invitation because Meg can't join him in the clouds. So what does he do but give up his immortality so that he can spend the rest of his life with Meg? It's touching! And also where things turn a little bit dark, mortality has one key difference from immortality. You can die. And can you just imagine how you might feel if you're Meg in this situation and your boyfriend just gave up immortality so that he can spend his life with you and then he dies before you do? Because that is a lot to cope with. I dare say you do just about anything to make the clock reverse, to bring back what once was yours, to heal what has been hurt, maybe even to change the fate's design. Wait a second, aren't those the words to the song? In fact, they are. Those are the exact words that Rapunzel sings to her hair in order to make it glow gold. But before that, it was the song that Mother Gothel would sing to the flower to get its powers to work. And if you're anything like me, my first question when seeing this movie was, how does she know the words to the song? That's really good guessing. Maybe because originally they weren't words to a song at all, just literally the words of someone who is pleading with this last magical trace of their formerly God boyfriend on earth, who I will remind you is now mortally dead. Also, also, actually, actually, listen to those words again. Change the fate's design. That is very interesting wording because it's not saying change my fate, it's capital F, fates. And do you remember who the fates are? These lovely young ladies from Hercules. Did you cut your hair or something? You look fabulous, did you? I mean, you look like a fate worse than death. These ladies, or the fates, are the ones in charge of literally cutting the string on the lives of the mortal. Like. Are you kidding me right now? And it gets better too. Like what happens to Hercules when all of the God is removed from him as a baby? He stops glowing. And what happens to Rapunzel's hair when it's cut? It stops glowing. Also, we didn't finish the final lines of the song yet, but those are, save what has been lost, bring back what once was mine. I don't know about you guys, I'm starting to feel a little different about Mother Gothel's song here. In the movie, it definitely seems like she's referring to her youth, but it really does ring differently if you consider that the first time she ever said it, it was about Hercules. She's trying to bring him back. She's trying to save him. Which, speaking of saving, let's go to that final scene of Tangled where Mother Gothel kind of inexplicably allows Rapunzel to heal Eugene. If you let me save him, I will go with you. This is a terrible deal, Mother Gothel. 
Flynn's already dead. You're in a tower nobody knows about. And Rapunzel is chained up. Who is ever gonna find out what happened here? The day was won. But she allows this anyway, and I think I know why. It's the exact same deal she originally made with Hades. You sold your soul to me to save your boyfriend's life. And how does this creep thank you? By running off with some babe. In fact, I think it's even possible that Mother Gothel is referring back to that first boyfriend of Meg's earlier in the movie, Entangled. Trust me, my dear, that's how fast you leave you. Or even just the way that she refers to men to Rapunzel is pretty reminiscent of Hades. Men with pointy teeth? And now look, I'm not here to empathize with Mother Gothel at all, but I do think we're starting to understand how she became so twisted over time. She is in part destroyed by the fact that Hercules gave up his immortality to be with her, and then ultimately she outlived him. But through all this time, her cynicism towards love has also returned. Hey, I've sworn off manhandling. Leaving her self-absorbed and vain and really willing to go to any length necessary to possibly bring Hercules back. Or at the very least, if the golden flower was caused by him, keep the last living remnant of him alive, which ironically in this case is also keeping her alive, which I guess in some weird way is how you could live out the rest of forever together. But who knows, maybe I'm just full of it. Maybe I'm just, I don't know, what's the, what's the word? You big lug, you big lug, you big lug, you big lug. <laughs> yeah, Meg is still in there, just, deep down. Guys, I am so sold on this particular theory. I feel like it fits in a huge variety of ways, like through the lore of both of the stories, the animation of both of the stories, even just the plausibility of this explanation making sense, like Hercules giving up immortality and then Meg becoming immortality obsessed. So for my question of the day, what do you guys think? Is it possible? Be sure to let me know all of your thoughts in the towel section down below. And guys, I also wanted to let you know that we have a special offer running over on our Patreon page right now. We have had a really cool tier over on Patreon for several years now where we do a quarterly t-shirt based on some type of inside joke or SCB-ism from the past quarter. They are some of my all-time favorite pieces of SCB merch and they're not available anywhere else. Else. But as a super special offer, we are going to be giving new and existing Shirt Club members an additional shirt from the Shirt Club archives. In addition to the Q4 Shirt Club shirt that you'd be eligible for if you sign up now. I know that's a super wordy way of saying it, but if you sign up for the Shirt Club tier by October 25th, which is my birthday, then you will not only be getting the Q4 shirt, but an additional shirt from the archives. Both of these shirts will be going out at the start of January, 2022. If you'd like to go and check it out for yourself, you can do so at patreon.com slash supercarlinbrothers. Link is also in the description down below. But guys, as always, thank you so much for watching. Be sure to like this video and subscribe to the channel if you haven't already. If you'd like to see some more Disney princess action from us, you can check out this video right here where Jay goes down the top 25 most commonly asked questions according to Google about Disney princesses. But otherwise, until next time, Bye.